Hi, I'm Olivia, a stroke survivor and member of BIND. And hi, I'm Carrie, a stroke survivor and also a member of BIND. And today we welcome Kevin Bajon, who is a licensed professional counselor um, with at Baylor Scott and White Rehab. Brian, I mean Brian, sorry, saying that's what we did. We've been talking about Brian and Kevin all day. I know. Um, so Kevin actually also served as VP on Bind's very first board. Mm-hmm. So that's a little excited stuff. He helped establish Bind. So we've got lots of questions to ask him about that. And little fun fact, um, Kevin has been several of our counselors in different area rehabs around the way. He is the person that taught us the unofficial game of Bind, and that is Rummy Cube. So if you haven't played, you need to play. It's been adapted for the brain injured, but it's we all play it and love it. So, Kevin, welcome so much for being here today. Thanks for inviting me. Okay, so just so our listeners can get to know a little bit more about mm-hmm. you, go ahead and just tell us a little about yourself. Um, Kevin Bajan, I'm a licensed professional counselor, as you said. Um, I've been working in neuro rehab for about 20 years, and I did some private practice counseling before that. Um, and as you said, I've worked at a few different locations. Um, started off at a really tiny little neuro program in Denton Regional Medical Center when there was such a thing and uh, actually had been a recreation therapist at first and as I finished my master's degree in counseling um, uh, Dr. Jacqueline Wiebe who was one of the neuropsychologists uh, at that time asked me to do a couple of groups and things and well the rest is kind of (laughs) history so and so um, as a licensed counselor, um, why did you decide to start working with brain injury survivors? Or well, how? Yeah, yeah. I, I started, I mean, I was doing, like I said, I was doing a private practice. I was doing marriage and family therapy. I was trying to get hours actually for my internship as I was finishing my degree. And they asked me to do um, a, um, like a self-help group or a support group. And to, to do a little bit of adjustment counseling with a couple of the, the clients they had at that time. And that kind of introduced me to sort of what was going on, but it was a really unusual situation. A lot of therapies are super tactile and involved and they touch you and they get up in your personal space. Counselors don't do that. And um, I got a little concerned you know, I'm working in a hospital setting. I mean, it's an outpatient day neuro, but still there are a lot of physical needs going on. And I called the, the board um, of counselors, um, the executive board, and, and, and I got a hold of the right person, I think, that day. And I, I was asking her, I was like, I've got this, this opportunity and I'd kind of like to pursue it, but I'm not entirely sure. These people have a lot of like real like you have to help, you have to touch, you have to do these things. And I'm worried about boundaries and I don't know what the rules are. And she said, give me an example. And I said, well, I mean, probably the most serious example would be someone who needed to use the restroom and needed assistance. And she says, is there anyone else to help? I'm like, usually yes, but the reality is it sometimes might be me. And so she said, well, what would happen if you did not help? said well they'd soil themselves and she said we do not allow people to humiliate themselves that's breaking an entirely different boundary and I said okay I said well they also want me to do like a lot of testing and a lot of education 
and we do activities. And she said, well, that's not hard. She goes, counselors do testing. We do lots of testing, um, cognitive testing, mood testing. She said, if you were a vocational counselor, you'd go on job sites. You'd do assessment. You'd do coaching. If you were working in play therapy, you'd do activities and give feedback. And she said, you might even work with adolescents and do art or do other things to allow that person to express themselves. And I said, well, it sounds like you're leaving the door pretty wide open. And she said, you're leaving the door, I'm leaving the door really wide open because your job is not to make them happy. Your job is to help them have the greatest degree of self-efficacy with the least amount of intervention by you. She said, if you can get out of the way enough that they can be more independent, you're being a counselor. And I said, so all of that stuff. And she said, all of that stuff. So for 20 years, I've fallen in love with working with people recovering from these really life-changing events and then watching the amazing successes that happen constantly. It's the best job. Well, thank you for stepping through that door. Thanks. Thanks. Wonderful. Okay, so now we're going to switch a little bit. We mentioned that you were on our original board of Bind. Mm -hmm. So how did you actually get involved with Bind? I think I know the answer, but I'll let you tell it. You were there in the days. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I was working with you at a small hospital in Dallas that doesn't exist anymore. And it was during the time that things were not going very well at that hospital that um, a few of the different therapists, which included um, Bind's original executive director, Valerie Gocher, um, our first president, Dr. Kelly Beck, myself, Deanne Smith, and Alice Petranek, um, and a couple of Valerie's friends from her previous life who knew things about um, like uh, nonprofit organizations and finances. And we started talking about you know this, this um, program that Valerie observed up in Chicago, and she was just amazed by it. And so we kind of got brought into that conversation and it took, it took a couple of years. We were maybe a couple or three years in building it up before, you know, um, 2011 actually happened. Mm -hmm. And we're meeting around Valerie's, you know, coffee table. We were trying to come up with, you know, Bind was not the original name we had thought of. It was was going to be Upper Room at one point, mm-hmm. like the head, upper room. Ah. And we, we kept coming up with these great names, and they were stolen by other people before us. Mm. So was not meant to be. That's right. So <laughs> Valerie said, what about Brain Injury Network of Dallas, Bind? And so that was the original introduction to that. And um, <laughs> we got our paperwork together. We got our... Um, 501c3 through the state and found ourselves having to nominate one another for positions on the board (laughs) and of course Valerie was going to be the executive director because she was the one who knew what was going on so yeah that was how we got going that's a great story thank you thanks for sharing that um yeah so tell a little bit more about kind of your involvement um as a board of director, um, kind of what was the vision for Bind when you, um, you know, when, when, when this came to be? So we were all very invested neurorehabilitation specialists at that point. 
Um, we'd gone through a really rough experience and we really wanted to continue helping people and we really wanted to continue working together. And um, when we found out about the clubhouse model, the work order day, we really started saying, you know, kind of saying to ourselves that this is really the step even beyond what we had been doing. You know, this is people who are no longer under direct medical care. These are people, or at least therapeutic care. These are people getting back into their lifestyles with people that they relate to and doing the things that matter to them. This is kind of cool. So we met with um, the International um, Brain Injury Clubhouse Association. Ibica. Ibica. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, at their conference in Virginia um, in 2010. And um, it was there we were first able to actually sit in on a planning meeting with the members. And I'm sitting there watching this thinking, who's this guy who's leading the, the group? And they, oh, you know, he's a member. And, you know, he, he had this type of injury. I think he had a stroke, but I don't recall for sure. And, yeah, he was a NASA, um, you oh, know, wow. engineer. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And they're doing it. I was like, so who, who's, who runs the place? And like, well, the members do. <laughs> what? Well, the members do. <laughs> And I watched this thing happen, and they did, you know, this all the assignments for the various units that they had at their clubhouse. And then we met a couple of other people from other clubhouses, and we were like, this is astonishing. And we got excited. That's awesome. I love it. Like I said, I kind of knew all of that, but I'm going to take a quick little break here, just one little second, and remind our members to go ahead and click that like button, click that share button, click that subscribe button. As I always say, just click all the buttons. It'll be great. <laughs> but, okay, now back to Kevin. Yep. So um, so now that it's been more than 10 years, um, mm-hmm. you've watched us grow from teeny tiny little clubhouse that right. was open one day a week to now five days a week and another clubhouse in the same city it's or amazing. same state. Yep. Do you think, do you feel like what y'all set out to do has been achieved? I mean, do you think the vision has been realized? That's a hard question to answer. Cause I think, <laughs> I mean, the vision is amazing. So I'll, no, I mean, it's doing what it was supposed to do, but it's gone beyond in some really exciting ways I mean, and the idea of opening the Fort Worth Clubhouse and getting things going there is is, is branching into entirely new, mm-hmm. you know, vision and, and ideas. So I would say you'll you'll never meet the entire vision. There's too much that can be accomplished, and when you have all these wonderful minds coming together, and everyone's going, well, this is what I'm good at, and this is what I'm interested in. There's always opportunity for things to expand and change which i would never want it to ever get stagnant but it sure is a lot bigger and bolder and amazing than it was you know in the first years that i was working with it okay how long were you on the board about five um five years okay then they kicked me off (laughs) they didn't kick you off your term expired (laughs) but you know if you're interested in joining the board again i know some people you know some people Well, um, you know, Kevin, one of the things that, you know, as, as brain injury survivors specifically, um, you know, we struggle with obviously a number of different things, right? Um, 
What do you think, I mean, how can we encourage the public um, to be involved with brain injury survivors from your perspective, especially, you know, given the line that you line of work that you do and, mm-hmm. and, and you being so close to it? Obviously, various types of education, I think, are really important. But I think when, you know, BIND is involved with activities that reach into the community, like the various walks and outreaches of that nature, um, I think it, it puts, I mean, to, to put it in kind of business terms, it puts the logo out there and people take note of it. Um, I know that in the medical community, what was this tiny little startup, nonprofit, little place, you know, meeting once a week and all these kinds of things is a known entity in this community. And um, that, of course, has expanded through, I think, a lot of hard work from a lot of really good people, but in a large part, it was just literally being present, showing up and doing those um, talks at the, at the hospitals, um, doing the, the community outreach things that we do, you know, and I noticed staff members at different facilities wearing bind t-shirts uh-huh. and that type of thing. So it's a, it's a, it's a known thing now. And I think that, you know, all those things together have contributed to getting it out there, getting the word out there. Um, and I think the public is maybe slowly, I, I'm a little jaded because I only work in this environment, or I work so much in this environment. But I think people are starting to realize that people recovering from various brain injury, neurological injury, they're regular people (laughs) you know it's a whole lot more normal than you thought it was Mm -hmm. and that helps a lot too because otherwise it's really scary and I think it's really scary to the public well and I know that's a lot of what we're trying to do and I guess trying to figure out better ways to do that just to John Q public because brain injury is just so yeah like you said you know people hear brain injury and they're like well I mean you know what 30 years ago you just got stuck in a nursing home and no one did anything with you and now you know now we're out there you know, hey, look at me. I know I look crazy. Okay, maybe I am crazy. <laughs> and it's not just because of the brain injury, but I am that right. normal crazy that mm-hmm. I just happened to have had a brain injury. And I, I think that. that's, you know, besides this, you know, what else can we do to reach the general public? Honestly, keep doing what you are doing, continuing to find those opportunities to be bind in the community, I think is really a great way for those who are not familiar with all of this to become familiar. And, and then those people who um, unfortunately have to go through recovery from these injuries can um, know that there are lots of options. It's not just, you know, get through your acute care hospitalization and then your life is right. whatever your life is at that point. That's true. Yeah, one of the things that really um, struck struck me is this kind of opportunity to build that bridge and like, and um, you know, on a personal note, like it's been wonderful to be able to kind of see the integration of you know cognitive and, and mm-hmm. all these other kind of things that you know could, could that 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 have fallen away, um, or, or or that could have fallen away, but in fact are coming back. Yep. And that's the coolest thing about it. It really is. And, and, and I love that some environment like this can be um, anything from doing, you know, like a really simple class or, you know, exercise 
group or, or an, an art activity or something like that, all the way up to as far as you want to take it. And when, it, when we were in Virginia, there was one clubhouse, and I think it actually was in uh, Georgia, but one of the members was um, a um, word-finding problems. Welcome um, to the club. Yeah. She advocated for brain injury um, a legislature in Congress. Wow. Um, so that, that was something that they included in their community outreach portion of their program because she had a special skill. And so she, you know, if you can do that, you can do pretty much anything with this. That's amazing to me. Right. It's awesome. Well, are there any maybe last tips? Not tips, just encouragement that you would give to any new brain injury survivors that possibly we have out there listening? Yeah, I think it's hard to feel that it gets better when you're really in the thick of it. But Take a look at, you know, Bind. Take a look at the members who are here. Every single person had that similar experience or something cl- close to it. And you can see it gets better. It and it continues to get better. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. But, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, um, and for all, and thank you to all of you for listening. So we're probably going to have some more with Kevin here in the near future. Very, very near future. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for Kevin. Thanks, Kevin, for for joining us, and thanks for everybody um, for listening. Um, if you'd like to contact us, um, you can email us at bindwaves at thebind.org or follow us on Instagram at bindwaves, uh, and visit our website thebind.org slash bindwaves. And again, don't forget to like, share, subscribe on all your favorite platforms. And also hit notify on YouTube while listening. So as Kezi always says, so you can see our pretty faces too. Um, Just again, click all the buttons and all the likes and please share. If you have brain injury friends out there that maybe you're struggling, we would love for you to get them involved in listening and maybe coming out to see us. Yeah, we, we, we'd love that. Um, and, and we're available, you know, we, we're, we drop our, our podcast drops every Thursday. Um, so you can find all new episodes um, on all of your favorite platforms. So until next time. Until next time. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Bind Waves and continue to support Bind and our nonprofit mission. We support brain injury survivors as they reconnect into the life, the community and their workplace. And we couldn't do that without great listeners like you. We appreciate each and every one of you. Continue watching. Until next time. Until next time.